you never know who's actually watching you. You know, your next client could be creeping on you, but you would never know. And that's why it's important to keep going, even if you don't feel like you're getting as much engagement as you'd like. Hey everybody, what's up? My name is again, I'm a designer and entrepreneur and the host of this show. Our guest today is Lauren Tickner, a fitness coach turned business coach that teaches others how to build an engaged audience, how to build a personal brand, and then how to later convert that audience into paying clients for coaching and educational programs. In this conversation, we talked a lot about tips for content creation and working on a personal brand, also how to find a niche and how to get clear on your message. Lauren and I initially connected on Instagram and I was very impressed by how many followers she has and how much engagement she got on her posts. So we definitely talked a lot about tips for Instagram as well. Lauren shared some super valuable insights that she has, and we actually opened Lauren's Instagram profile while, while at it. Don't worry, I'm, I'm definitely uh, describing everything that we're looking at while we're going through it. And Lauren just shared some really amazing tips for growing your Instagram account. And in general, I think it goes for any social media outlet. So at the end, last part of this episode, Lauren also talked about how her team is structured and how she built her coaching program. So this was a super interesting discussion. I really enjoyed talking to Lauren and learned a lot from her. So I hope you will too. Ladies and gents, let's get started. It's my pleasure to introduce to you Lauren Tickner. Yo, 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 what's up, creative entrepreneurs? Sagi here, and welcome to the Creativepreneur Show, the podcast where digital creatives share their stories on how they've instilled greatness into their own lives and the lives of others. We will discuss strategies for online businesses, personal branding, mindset, design, digital marketing, storytelling, high achievement, and so much more. Everything we need in order to build our influence, our brand, and our businesses, in order to build a life of impact. Hey everybody, what's up and welcome to the Mindful and Ruthless podcast. And on this episode, I have Lauren Tickner with us. Lauren, what's up? Yeah, thank you for having me. You're probably the first person who hasn't butchered my surname. Like you said it perfectly. People are always <laughs> trying to, they, they like pronounce it so wrong. And so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, totally welcome. Well, my name usually is is really like butchered like because i have the the hardest name ever to pronounce in english so it's like how do you say it it's sagi okay it's pretty much I thought it was it's saggy. yeah mm. yeah it's like sagi like it's just like sagi but most people say like is it sagi is it sagi is it what oh, is really? it um yeah and it's pretty it's pretty straightforward just sagi like yeah. you hear it and so sagi yeah it's funny well everyone knows now i bet everyone who's listening to this for a while has been wondering you know how do i say his name yeah. and now they finally know they have their biggest question answered i should have i should have like when i uh just like before i was born i should have warned my parents i'm like listen i'm gonna build a personal brand when i'm older <laughs> all right so please give me a name that people can pronounce especially in the u.s Ah, man. All right. Anyways, so enough ranting for the day. Uh, Lauren, what's up? How are you doing today? Yeah, no, I'm awesome. I'm, I'm doing good and I'm excited to be here to share some value with your people. So it's going to be a good one. I'm feeling it. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I'm, I'm totally looking forward to um, kind of like picking your brain about different topics. I, I made a huge list. We're probably not going to get to everything that I want to talk about. But before we even begin, I know you're coming at us straight from the UK. And to anybody who doesn't know, probably they know from this intro, but uh, you help like people create personal brand-based, service-based online businesses while simultaneously building an audience. So and that's what you're doing now. But before that, you came from the fitness industry. So can you give us a bit about your background, like a bit of details? 
Yeah. So the reason why I started my personal brand, as it were, is, well, I didn't even know what a personal brand was back then. So I was <laughs> 16 or 17 years old in school and I had just gone through a massive fitness transformation. I lost a bunch of weight in a really unhealthy way and I turned to, I turned to weight training and eating more carbs and fueling my body and stuff. And so I then started to see all these people on social media and I saw that they had these communities and there'd be these fitness girls who, I don't know, had about 5,000 followers. And back then, 5,000 followers was so many. And so basically I was like, okay, I want to comment on these girls' posts. I want to, you know, I want to get involved here, but I didn't want to do it from my personal Instagram because I knew that if I did it from my personal Instagram, this was kind of, well, this was like five years ago, five, six years ago now, back when there, I don't even think there was an explore page, but there was like another page where you could see what everyone was doing. They still have it on Instagram today. It's like where it says like, Lauren Tickman just liked five photos and then it shows you the photos that they liked. So I knew that if I started liking and commenting on these influencers posts, then my friends would see it and they'd be like, Lauren, that is so cringy. Like, what are you doing? That's so weird. So I made a separate Instagram account and my username was fitness life. Lauren had it private, was commenting, was getting involved in these communities. And I was just like, Whoa, this is so cool. I'm able to make friends with people on the internet who are into the same things as me. And so long, long, long story short, I decided to make the, the account public because I was like, I'm sharing value. Like people can learn from me. So I'm going to make this public. And I also wasn't getting as much people commenting back to me as I would have liked mm -hmm. because I was a private account. And so people didn't really know who I was. Yeah. So I made it public. Long story short, again, the boys in my year found my Instagram and I was like mortified. I blocked <laughs> everybody. And then after I blocked them all, I decided, okay, I'm going to change my username. So I changed my username to Lauren Fitness, underscore Lauren Fitness. And um, yeah, after that, pretty much, you know, they found it again. They, they were mocking me. They were just saying like, this is so cringy. This is so embarrassing. Like, who do you think you are? And all this stuff. But I continued on with it because I was getting such nice comments from other people. I had around 4,000 followers at this point. And again, back then that's probably the equivalent of having like 30 K today. Cause just, it's kind of like Instagram inflation. That's what we have now. <laughs> and, um, and so I, I kept at it. I kept sharing all the value and I built a fitness business. I became pretty much what they'd say now a fitness influencer as kind of cringy as that is. And so I was sponsored by all these big companies. I was doing online fitness coaching. I was just helping so many people with my content. And I, because of that, I had tons of people who wanted to become fitness influencers and fitness coaches asking me, Lauren, how did you do this? Like, how did you build this business. And so then I realized like, whoa, I can help all these people and do all this. And at this point I was 20 years old. And so basically what had happened was in between then and these two different things, I had quit a corporate job. I'd gone to university. I had dropped out of university. I'd built my fitness business. And then once I dropped out of university, I then was like, okay, I'm going to go all in on helping people build a personal brand based online service based business. So here we are today. All right. Awesome. So right now you're most of your, um, uh, the people that you're helping are like from the fitness industry or like, are they scattered all over? 
Yeah, so I mean, the thing is, right? So a large amount of the people that I do help are from the fitness industry, just because that's how I built my audience. Right. And so because I knew that a lot of the people that I was helping were from the fitness industry, I created a business based around that. So one of my businesses is totally only for the the fitness and health and mindset industry, and that's online fitness business school. So that's basically for people who, let's just say, they're a personal trainer right now, or they love fitness and they really want to build a business about fitness. It teaches them how to build and start their online fitness coaching business. Whereas the other side of my business is not adjust for fitness at all. But naturally, because of that transition, like once they've started their business, maybe they've gone through that original program, they then get to like, okay, I want to scale my business. So that's what my other side of my business is. Higher level kind of accelerator, incubator style program. That's what I really focus on there. And yeah, like I'd say about 50% of those people are fitness. But again, not everybody is. And so it's anyone who has like a service base personal brand based business. So like whether they're a coach, a consultant, like whatever it is that they do, it will work for them. Yeah, totally. It's kind of like we're kind of like on the on the same kind of level. I'm I'm like on the designer side. Like I come from design background and high tech and stuff like that. And and you're coming from this whole like physical world of like, you know, fitness coaching. But eventually I think it boils down to a lot of the same principles when you just want to take your service based business online and, you know, build audience. Right. So like, let's start talking about your Instagram for a second. Like I just like your Instagram has 129 K followers. That's Mm -hmm. a lot of followers. Yeah. Can I ask, how did you get to so much like to this huge amount of followers? So honestly, it really comes down to sharing value. When I was in the fitness industry, I would literally give people actionable steps. I did this thing on my Instagram story every single day. And I think this is what really helped me. But I would, I took advantage of Insta stories, like when they first came out. So when Snapchat kind of, well, when Instagram stories first came about, I was doing this on Snapchat already, but then I just transitioned it to my Instagram stories. Mm -hmm. So it was called Tickner's Tips, obviously, because my name is Lauren Tickner. So it's like (laughs) Tickner's Tips. And what I did every day is that I would answer one question in depth on Mm -hmm. my Snapchat and then eventually my Insta story. And so it would be a question like, okay, how, I don't know, here's an example. Like how, this is what I used to get. It would be, how do I make sure that I can eat healthy while still enjoying my time at university? And then I'd answer that question in like so much depth. I'd be talking for like 20 minutes and just giving so much value and they'd come back every single day. And so I became a part of their daily ritual, right? They would always tune in every single day because they wanted to know what I was talking about that day. And so as time went on, I kept doing that. Even when I was posting about personal branding and online business content, I still do talk on my Instagram story. It's just not every single day. I found it became like a burden. But now I've only missed two days out of my whole time of doing Instagram of like six years of posting. Like I've posted every single day other than those two days. And the only reason I missed those two days is because I was like at an event where I literally could not post. And, um, for sure, like there have been days where I've posted and then I've archived it for whatever reason, like mainly because in, in the past I would be like embarrassed if it didn't get enough likes. I don't do that anymore now, but that's what I used to do. Yeah. And so I have so many posts on Instagram. Like I would honestly just, yeah, it's all about sharing value and just like sharing what I learned, sharing tips, sharing tricks, like, and just noticing what works well 
And like when it works well, doubling down on that and going all in on it. And when Instagram was first around, like five years ago, I really took advantage of the old algorithm. So I'd post three times a day. Now, obviously, if you post three times a day now, it isn't really very beneficial to you because like yeah. of how the algorithm works. But back then, if I posted in the morning, afternoon and evening, people would see it three different times. And so that really, really helped me when it came to growing. Um, but yeah, since the algorithm has changed, and because I'm no longer posting fitness content, it's been harder to grow. My following has been pretty stagnant, but my sales have been going up and up and up. And that's something that I really think is super important for people to be aware of. Like you don't need to have a massive following in order to make a massive impact and a massive in income. And uh, so that's what I teach people now. All right. So the thing is this, like I'm trying to also grow my Instagram in the past, I guess like year and a half or so, actually even less like year i've been just like focusing on my instagram growth and i can't say that i feel like i'm getting it yet and maybe it's because like i come from the old i kind of like build an email list like i built two very successful communities with an email list and uh blogging and then went only after that to socials like you know facebook and, and twitter and also twitter just automated it and just only years later got it that it's like it shouldn't be automated you know and then right now on um on instagram i'm like i'm trying to get it but you know you have to kind of like it feels like whenever you post on instagram you have to have very quality photos and it's therefore like and also write a great you know bring value right like in the, in the captions and then also use great hashtags so basically posting can take you up to about half an hour just if already if you have if you already have a photo to post it will take you yeah some- i mean i'd say it takes me longer than that but here's the thing right i think it's such a great way to get a bunch of people it's like a you're basically standing on a stage and you're yeah. talking like let's say you were to go speak at tony robbins event like with the potential of all these people seeing you speak like would you really want to share a message that isn't amazing so i yeah. think everyone should ask themselves that every single time they go to post on social media because you never know what could potentially go viral like you just never know and if it's something that's a bit subpar then that's not going to be the thing which shows you in the very very best light so right. And that's something that, yeah, I think is super, super important to be aware of, like when people are posting on Instagram. Right. I'm just like, I'm also checking out like while we're talking, um, if anybody's listening, um, I just opened uh, Lauren's Instagram profile and just like looking through. So you have a lot of like a mixture of like photos, which are kind of like just like, let's say lifestyle photos or stuff like that, but mixed with like uh, inside there's like a caption with with you telling your stories and, and giving value, right? And you also have uh, videos where you talk about uh, Instagram DM sales strategy. Mm, right? Yeah, so because you- this is new thing with Instagram TV, like obviously when people are listening to this podcast episode in the future, like it's not going to be new, but March, 2019, the, the brand new feature is that on, you can share your Instagram TV video the you can share it to your main page. So yeah, I mean, that's obviously helps like whenever a social media network brings out a new feature, they're going to favor that feature in the algorithm. So I'm all Got about it. just like making the most of those tactics while I can. Obviously Got they're it. not like a long-term strategy to be using, but yeah, like might as well make, the most of new things when they come out like for example i know that live streaming is going to be coming out on linkedin soon so yeah got to make the most of that when it comes got it and i'm, I'm not looking here like your recent instagram dm sales strategy had six thousand 
6,800 views. And that's like four days ago, which is pretty crazy. That's a lot of well, views. It's mad because like when I was doing fitness content, my videos would get hundreds of thousands of views. But that's because I was like doing these kind of clickbaity thumbnails. They weren't clickbait. They were showing like what was actually happening. But yeah, I mean, it's easier to go viral in that niche when it comes to the world of online business. It's much harder to go viral. But that's why I'm not focusing so much on that. I'm not focusing on growth of my audience. I'm really focusing on growth of my business. And I think that's right. a really important distinction to make. And so like really right now at this current moment in time, like I'm probably not the best person to ask about like, how do I grow my Instagram? But if you want to know how to like make sales and create an income from your social media, then I can definitely talk about that because that's what I know how to do super, super well. But yeah. growing on Instagram at the moment is hard. Like people are struggling with it. If you're in the fitness industry, like, oh my gosh, I can help you with that all day. But if you're in the world of online business, I really think it's about like thinking outside of the box and just making sure that you're, you're focusing on connection, like deep level of connection with your audience and reassuring them that everything that you're doing is legit. Cause like when you're talking about like online business and stuff, I mean, people can, people can think that it's a dodgy scam. So right. yeah, like that's another thing to just be aware of. And, and there's also like, there's also the factor that when you're in the fitness industry, like it doesn't matter whether you're a guy or a girl, I think it brings, it's way more pictures of you in, in bathing suits and, and, right. and you look, you look good you know, externally. And, and a lot of people like in this entrepreneurial space, they don't look so good, right? I mean, I can't say that I'm like, I don't have like uh, a six pack and stuff that I can. And also it's not my goal right now in my page to, to do this as well. Like I'm, I'm trying to make an impact by, you know, sharing books that I read or, you know, showing lifestyle again, or, or just like creative stuff I do for my work. By the way, this is like uh, one of my posts is like my, my rapping for one of the intros on the oh my podcast. God, I need to listen to it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's just less scope for virality. So right. I think it really just depends upon what your niche is. And I think that right now, like my bigger focus is to collaborate with other people who are like, for example, what we're doing right now, like we're collaborating, right? right. And so um, it's just super important. And I think that you shouldn't let like my re recent post right there, like, is talking about like, why not to let vanity metrics get to you likes, comments, shares, I mean, these aren't the things that matter. You never know. Like right now, people are listening to this podcast and they won't ever message us. They'll never tell us that they listen to this. Right. Like I wish they would. Like if they would share this, for example, on their Instagram story right now, that'd be amazing because it means that we know they're listening. Yeah. But unfortunately, like it's not how humans work. Like there are so many people whose content I consume who... Well, they didn't used to know that I existed. Now I make an active effort to say right. thank you and to really just be grateful and tell them like, I love your stuff. And I, I say, I, whenever I find someone new whose content I, I consume and who I like, I always reach out to them. I want them to know that their work is being appreciated, but a lot of people don't do that. And so yeah. you never know who's actually watching you. You know, your next client could be creeping on you, but you would never know. <laughs> Yeah. And that's why it's important to keep going, even if you don't feel like you're getting as much engagement as you'd like, for example. By the way, there's like Instagram is such a cluttered automation bot, kind of like people are trying to connect with you, like with bots and stuff. So you messaged me and, you know, like you messaged me authentically, like, hey, I listened to your podcast and loved it. Like, that's how we connected. Like, yeah. you just sent me a DM. You're like, hey, like, loved your podcast. And I'm like, hmm. 
I wonder if this like, and I go to your profile and I see like 129K, like, and the first thing that comes to my mind is like, she used a bot to get the 129K and she's now using a bot to message me because she saw I have the hashtag podcast mentioned and now she said like, or something in my profile that says I have a podcast and she's probably sent and using a bot to send automated messages to all these people that have, uh, that she liked her podcast, their, their podcasts. If only so, it was that easy. <laughs> Was, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's actually people do that. Like, I am getting like if, if the, the technology is out there, people do it all the time. So, like, most of the messages I'm getting on my DM are bots. Like, most of the messages. Um, yeah, no, so, I, I'm, I get a lot of bots. I don't get. It's interesting. Like, I don't actually get as many as I used to back a, compared to a couple of years ago when I was doing fitness content, which is interesting. I think they are cracking down on bots, but. I do think, because obviously now Facebook obviously owns Instagram and now they have right. WhatsApp and there, I just heard that they're planning on creating like a fully like integrated thing where all three of them are going to, you know how in, um, in Asia they have that, what is it? We chat. We chat. Yeah. We chat. Yeah. They, right. they have that. Yeah. And so I, I believe Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram are all going to fuse in order to become something crazy. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I think like these are the trends that people need to stay on top of when they're building their online business. But, um, yeah, like what you said, that's something that's really interesting. So I actually had some guy like messaging me a few days ago being like, you're, you're a fake. You've obviously bought your followers. You're not legit, like, and all this stuff. And I'm just like, and he's like, you only get like a thousand likes on your photos and you have all these followers. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, go scroll back three years ago and you'll see the photos where I was getting like 8,000 likes. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's just that because I switched away from fitness now to business stuff, like I'm not getting the engagement that I used to, but right. like I already mentioned, I'm making far more of an impact and an income than I was, than I was back then. Yeah. And it's cool because I'm feeling so in align with everything that I'm doing. And I think that's what matters. And like, here's the thing, if people are going to think that you're using a bot, it really doesn't matter because you know in your heart what's true. But right. at the same time, it's all about like continuing to show up, continuing to share that value and just being persistent, even when there are going to be people like who are telling you that you're doing this, this and this, or even when you don't feel like you're moving forward, because right. like I said, you never know who's watching. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's important, but it's going to be mad. I mean, if, when all these bots do start becoming more intelligent, I think it's going to just be crazy, like what goes on. And that's when I think the authenticity and like the real engagement from real people is going to be even more important. Like I make an active effort to reply to every single comment that I get on all my photos, because even though I get like, I don't know, 120 comments, I'm going to reply to them because I want people to know that I'm listening to them and that I hear them and that I care about them. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I want to just like reflect on, like share a couple of the main things you said you don't want to like talk about like helping other people like you don't want to like you're not the person to get tips from like to grow your audience on instagram right now because it's pretty crazy but i think you mentioned a few pretty important things all right so i think one is like reaching out and people don't do that enough like they understand that like mostly consume i think like 99 percent of the people like only consume and they don't reach out so like be active reach out you have you heard someone's podcast go and reach out to them and say hey i love your podcast even if you think they're so busy or something like that just like reach out and they actually might just get your message <laughs> which is 
awesome. And then you, you can collaborate and do amazing stuff. So I think like one, reaching out is very important and not a lot of people do this. If you are listening to this right now, please go ahead, be sure to go to Instagram right now and on your stories, say just listening to the, just take a screenshot of your iPhone right now and you know, tag us on your story. It's Lauren Tickner and Sagi Schreiber. Just tag us, like, and we'll know that you heard this podcast. So yeah. that's one, reaching out. The second one is using new features. I think it's like something that you mentioned, which is uh, not a lot of people get when the new features of every app, every social uh, network comes out, the social network tends to uh, favor that new feature in the algorithm. And so you get way more exposure. So ride the waves and find out what new features are coming and use them as soon as they come out. And I think that's, um, that's also a great insight that you've practiced. Um, yeah, yeah. got to make the most of it for sure. Totally. And then another thing that you said is, again, like stay authentic. Like just, it's, it's so, you know, it's so hard these days <laughs> to stay authentic when there's all these like, bots and and crazy like stuff that you can use to kind of grow your way but you can just stay authentic and then you'll have way more impact although you have less of a of, of maybe following or less of comments and likes and stuff like that you'll still have that impact which is very important that's what you say you feel like as long as you're like you're feeling that you're congruent with your message and you're putting it out authentically and you're now making way more impact and actually generating way more income from your social media activity yeah, for sure. I think honestly, like ugh, people really just need to focus on actually nailing their core business offering. Like oh, what is it that they offer? What is their actual business? Because before you know that, if you're trying to grow your Instagram, like what are you growing it for? Like, what are you trying to be all about? I think this is something that I never really, I never really got it when I was first in the fitness industry, but I was kind of doing it naturally anyway. Like I was helping people become stronger, both physically and mentally. So that's how I built my following. Like all my content was surrounded around like focus on that. But only when I actually started selling something, did I really get clear on my messaging. Right. And so that's what I'd say to people is like, you need to figure out like who are the people who you are going to be helping? Like what is your niche? And then within your niche, who is your ideal client or your ideal follower? And then once you know who that ideal follower is, what problem of theirs are you really going to focus on helping them overcome? For sure, they might have multiple different problems, but figure out what the one problem is that you can help them solve best. Like help them solve best. So when you know what that problem is, then you can create a product which can help them overcome that problem. Whether that's a productized service or whether it is like a physical product or something, like that's down to you. But yeah. When you understand that, I really think that they're the three fundamental things. Then you can focus on, you know, absolutely growing your social media, but you need to know that those three things first. And then you can focus on building your following because when you build a following, then you can get the social proof and then it becomes like a snowball effect and it's like a positive feedback loop. So yeah, that's my insight there um, when it comes to growing on socials. But I also think like, don't just rely on one platform. Like mm -hmm. obviously now we know Facebook, Instagram and um, WhatsApp are all combined, but then like, I don't think that you should just rely on kind of one of those three things. I think that having like a YouTube or a podcast as well is going to be really, really helpful for you or LinkedIn depends who your ideal client is, whoever right. your ideal client is. Like when you know who they are, then you can know which platforms to use. You can basically reverse engineer the whole process to make sure that you're using the platforms that they are scrolling on all day. 
Right. So basically like using the platform, like find your audience, know where they hang out. And then when you know where they hang out, just go there and be there as well. Like engage. Right. Yeah. 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 But not just like be there, make sure that you actually like produce valuable content on there that's shareable. And then when you're doing that, then like content that's going to make them like, whoa, this really got me thinking like, this is amazing. And then engage with them. Yeah. Like you said, like engage with them. That's super important. Totally. Cool. All right. So I want to just like move on to a few nitty gritty like details about, about Instagram, if that's okay. And so right now I see these like top stories items in your, um, in your profile. Like how important are they? Do you think? Um, I don't think they're as important as people think they are. I really, really don't. I think that it's, I I need to sort mine out. I'm going to actually, that's one, that's literally on my whiteboard for today is to sort that out. So I think it's more beneficial to have like a, I'm going to make one, which is called like what I do. So then people know exactly Mm -hmm. what it is that I do. I'm going to have one which has like testimonials and then I'm going to have one which has like tips and stuff on it. But yeah, at the moment, mine is super, super, super messy and I need to fix that right now. (laughs) Okay. All right. Another thing is, um, what is your own kind of thoughts about hashtags like how do you use them and how do you how do you think like we should all use them yeah so you can use 30 hashtags on a post and i just think that it's important to yeah make the most of your hashtags i put them in as the first comment so the second that i hit upload i just put them as a comment i copy and paste them from my notes on my phone Mm, and um yeah i think that when it comes to using hashtags you don't want to use like the most generic hashtags like hashtag online business, hashtag startup, hashtag like coach. You want to use hashtags that are a little bit more niche because it's not even just that though. It's like what hashtags are your ideal client using? So for example, I use a hashtag, which is I quit my job. And the reason why I use that hashtag is because I know that people who have just quit their job, they might be interested. And because they're posting about it on social media, it's likely that they're probably going to be posting that they want to build like, a business, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see that, that I also use the hashtag online coach. The reason I use online coach is because like my ideal clients, they are online coaches. And yeah. I also use hashtag funnel hacking live because that was a recent event that people are at. And those people, they're obviously interested in Russell Brunson. Russell Brunson teaches online marketing, things like that. So do I. So mm-hmm. I'm like, using that and piggybacking off of that um and so yeah like that's what i think super important for people to um be aware of like i use a lot of fitness hashtags as well just because like i said people in the fitness industry some of them know who i am already so i already have that social proof in that industry and um and because a lot of my content is like i I was just doing a launch for one of my fitness like my fitness business mentorship programs and so yeah so i was like focusing on that and like, I know there's a lot of, um, a lot of ways to get hashtags. Like I know there's also like hashtags that get sp- like are marked as spam by Instagram. Like, do you know about that? And like, how do you get your hashtags? Yeah. Yeah. So that was like this whole thing about shadow banning, but Instagram actually came out and said that shadow banning isn't a thing. Like they did a whole okay. entire like statement on it. I don't worry too much about that. Like, honestly, my photos don't get as much reach as I'd like them to from the hashtags. So I know that hashtags do make a difference, but I think that, again, like just use hashtags that your ideal client is using in order to yeah. find the hashtags that like, you can literally just start like, let's say you are someone who is like, I don't know, help, yeah, let's say you're like a fitness coach, okay? 
So what are your people trying to do? Let's think, okay, let's pretend your ideal client is a middle-aged mom who's just had a baby and now she wants to lose fat. So a hashtag that she's using is like pregnancy, right? Because she was just pregnant, so she might have just been using that hashtag. Or like um, hashtag newborn, right? Because she's just had a baby. So like all these right. people who are posting, they've just had kids. So you can then go on their page, you know, you can figure out what to do from there on. Like this is, I don't want to, like, talking about that will go into way more depth. But it's yeah. just reverse engineering the process of like, what is my ideal client using when they post yeah. a photo? Or what would they be scrolling through? So let's just say like you're someone, again, who's about to get married and like, let's say that's your ideal client, like they're people who are about to get married. They might be scrolling through the hashtag wedding photographer because yeah. they're looking for a wedding photographer. So yeah, just like thinking about what they're doing. And so you just make those kind of like lists in your notes on your phone and have them at, available at any given time? Yeah. Okay, cool. Awesome. And um, do you use like any, any apps or stuff like that to edit the photos or do you just like, like how do you, do you have any procedure with that? Yeah, yeah. I use an app called Facetune uh, and I also okay. use Snapseed as well. But I'm going to start using Lightroom. Lightroom? Yeah. For iPhone? No. Yeah, it's like, in, it's like Adobe, right? Lightroom. Yeah, it's, it's owned of... by Adobe. Yeah, yeah, it's owned by them. I'm going to start using it and I have a team member who's going to do it for me. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, by the way, Facetune is an Israeli developer, so I know her. Oh, really? Yeah, I interviewed her back on my previous podcast. Um, nice. Yeah, she's awesome. And uh, she, she built the, the app by herself. Like, literally wow. just, she's a designer and she learned how to code and she built the app. Like, and became... That is insane. Oh, insane. wow. That's, yeah, she's, that's so she's, impressive. Yeah. So here you are, female entrepreneur, like, making an impact. And now, just, I want to ask you also about your um, impact school uh, podcast yes. uh, Instagram account I noticed amazing content there you create very nice kind of like artwork there basically like the posts to anybody listening on voice only first of all go check out impact school it's like impact underscore school on Instagram and the posts there are kind of like very well designed and kind of like are also split in a great kind of way and so it's like quotes from it but every quote is just the thumbnail of the video. So when you click into the, uh, into the video, uh, basically you get a different video, like basically um, out of the podcast of, of the person in, being interviewed talking. So it's a, it's a great thing. So do you do them yourself or do you have like, do you outsource them? I have a team member who does it. Yeah. So she's the same girl who'll be doing my photo editing. Mm -hmm. um, I came up with the idea to make the feed look like this. Well, I told her like what I wanted and then she just made it happen. Cause I think outsourcing is so important when it comes right. to scaling a business. This is not my right. zone of genius. And so she does it all. And so, yeah, like, um, I've said now, like, let's introduce some more color. Let's introduce some more concepts. Let's make sure that every single time there's a thumbnail, like it's not just a random, for example, that one there with Elena Cardone on, it says an empire alone. Like to me, that didn't make sense. So I was like, I want to make sure that everything, every single thumbnail is a nice quote so that people have awesome quotes that they can view. Um, and that it like stands out on the explore page or on their Instagram feed. And they want to just keep watching, um, like it, go comment and all that. So yeah. Yeah, we've now changed that up. And so from now on, moving forward, each individual post alone is going to make sense because in the past, they didn't all make sense when they were standalone. <laughs>
Yo, yo, what's up, creativepreneurs? So if you listened up until now, and I just want to drop in and let you know that the new batch of the Creativepreneur Accelerator is now open for enrollment. Now, that is to when this episode came out, and it's only for a limited time, um, just because we have limited seats available in the accelerator itself. So if you are interested in this six-month program where I will mentor you and a group of like-minded creative entrepreneurs in order for you guys to just scale up your business and also build your tribe, then this is perfect for you and I would love to talk to you. We have a landing page. It's on creativepreneuraccelerator.com or you can also find it in the show notes, probably in the Facebook group of creativepreneurs. If you find this relevant for you, just go to the landing page then you can book an enrollment call with me through that landing page and we can just hit it off and kind of like, I would love to hear about what your vision for yourself is. Where do you want to see yourself? How can I help you grow your business um, and take your creative skills in order to build a tribe and multiple revenue streams? I'm very excited about this because I've seen what it does to others and I know I can help you if you are a creative and you have a service-based business and you want to grow a tribe of your own, produce content and create a brand for yourself by having an online presence where you also educate others based on your experience, this is perfect for you. It's exactly what I've done and generated, obviously, a six-figure business off of this, multiple six-figure business just off of this in less than a year and a half. So I can definitely help you get there as well. So again, creativepreneuraccelerator.com, book the enrollment call, and we will talk. Enjoy the rest of this episode. Got it. So each individual post makes sense. And so I'm saying it because coming as, as a designer, most people that do online marketing just don't appreciate the, the quality. Most quality is shit, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, right? Like, and you obviously understand quality of production. Because I'm not just saying it for this Instagram of yours, which is an account. I know how hard it is to also maintain a second Instagram account, but you're also, uh, it's also in your video. So in your uh, videos, when you sign up to one of your courses and everybody just know that Lauren has like multiple like free online courses as well. So like your videos are in a green screen, basically you have an editor coming in and you know, really editing each one of your videos, giving context to everything, everything you're saying in a graphic manner while you're talking. It's, it includes yeah. animations and includes uh, visual objects and uh, icons and stuff like that and topography and colors. And so, I mean, it's very high quality. It's not something that I'm used to seeing in the you know, online marketing space, especially not from someone who's not a designer or something like that. Um, yeah yeah it's funny you say that you know like as we've been talking you really remind me of one of my team members max so max is from chile and he basically is the guy who does like he doesn't do anything for impact school the podcast but he does like he does the animations and he does like all of the cool things on like the screens for the um for the videos inside of my programs and um yeah like he's come from the design background as well, like you. And so he introduced me to all these concepts of design. And um, I've really, really, yeah, it's been just amazing for me because obviously, like you said, a lot of people in the online business space and online marketing and 
building your own like online business, they don't do these things. So it's been amazing because that's really helped my content, I suppose, stand out. And yeah. so again, like that would never have happened if I hadn't have brought on a team member. Like in the past, I because I was obviously editing all my own YouTube videos. So I was like, no, I can do it all myself. <laughs> and then only when you actually bring someone on who is an expert at that, do you realize like, whoa, this is the difference. And I'm <laughs> so glad because yeah, it like helped me step up and it helped all of my content just become like next level. So yeah, that's definitely so, a benefit. So like you invested money into your, like from your business into, into hiring people on your team. Can I ask like what people do you have on your team right now? Yeah. So, I mean, my business itself, like I have two, so I have the whole impact school stuff mm -hmm. and then I have online fitness business school. So mm -hmm. for online fitness business school, I do it with my boyfriend. So he's like, he owns part of the business. And then we have, we have like people who are kind of like community managers. We call them success managers. So mm -hmm. we have two of them at the moment. We're going to be bringing on more. Um, and then we were working with a Facebook ads agency, but now my boyfriend's taking control of that. So really there's only like four of us on that team. And then when it comes to the other side of things for my, um, for my incubator program, which is my like high ticket program, really like it's like a accelerator, a week long program mm -hmm. that, that one, there's like two of us who are the main people. Like there's me and then Max, who is the guy that I was just telling you about who does all like the design and stuff. Yeah. And then on that team, we also have, we brought on five different mentors and they're the people who are going to be doing like the direct one-to-one -one coaching. Cause like there's, there's multiple different skills that we teach inside of that program. And so there's no point me doing the call with all of the people Like I firstly don't have time to do that. I need a team to do it. And also there's people who are experts at that thing. So like I teach the content, but then when it comes to the one-on-one -on -one calls, like that's not my zone of genius doing the one-on-one -on -one coaching. I'm good at like making the content that gives actionable steps and strategies to like the masses. Then when it comes to like the one-on-one -on -one stuff, that's what my experts at that particular thing will do. So for example, like we have one guy who is an expert when it comes to funnel creation. So he's the one who does the one-on-one -on -one coaching for that. So that's just an example. Um, so yeah, like there's, there's, it's a small but mighty team, honestly. Like the cool thing is Max and Danny, like they're the two people that I work with the most. So Danny's the guy that edits all the stuff for Impact School. And then um, my YouTube videos, like these two people are both like unicorns. Like they are amazing. And so they, yeah, they're pretty diverse. And so it's just perfect. So I'd, I'd say overall, there's probably like, 10, 11 people. Some people drift in and out depending on projects. Similarly, like there's a couple graphic designers as well who I work with sometimes if we have like tons of stuff that needs to get done fast. Mm -hmm. But like for the most part, like the whole entire time, I think there's like 11. So yeah. Got it. Well, it's a, it's a lot of people on your team. Like how do you, um, how do you make sure, first of all, how do you hire? Like what's your process on hiring? Like do you, um, how do you bring them in? I, I mean, like I'm fully maxed out now. Like I don't need anyone now, but I mean the way that I've found my mentors for my programs, like it's just people who have done the program and who have been successful at it. Max and Dan, like Danny was a follower of mine. Max is like a long story, but basically found him on Instagram and he like offered nice. to do something for me for free yeah. and he did it amazingly. And here we are today. So nice. yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's case by case dependent. I yeah. don't want to have a big team. Like I, I don't like managing people. Like I'm not a manager. I'm a leader. 
And I think there's a big difference between that. So I actually like my next person that I'm considering hiring is like an operations manager, just mainly to manage the people. So yeah. Got it. Nice. All right. Yeah, I'm asking because I'm also like, you know, always interested in like, how do you, how do people structure their teams? So right now I have like my video editor and I also have my, um, I have my executive assistant who she's like my right hand and she like helps me with everything. And I had people come on in and out, like, you know, content writers and, and designers and stuff like that. So yeah, but it's definitely kind of like, it's interesting that you build the team also with mentors that you bring in to teach your students, which is interesting. Well, so they don't, yeah, they don't teach. They, they, they I teach, I, I teach everything. Like all the content that I have and teach is like systems that I have used to actually like build my business and build my audience. They basically will like, I, I teach them that particular, like, so there's like, eight different weeks right and so out of those eight weeks like i take three of them and then for the other five weeks um we so for example one of them's mindset so one of the girls who i've brought on is a mindset coach like that's why she did my program in the first place and so now she did the program she did really well from it and like i saw what she was doing on social media and i was like well she's good at what she does so then i taught her in so much depth what i teach so that she can then give people answers based upon my systems. So based upon my principles, my systems, my frameworks, I teach her them so well that she knows them almost like just as well as I do that she can answer any question related to that. Same thing goes when it comes to the, like the guy with like the funnels, like I taught him and obviously he had that expertise already as well, but like I need make sure that he knew my systems and concepts so well so that if there was any questions related to it like he could answer it based upon like the framework that we follow inside of our programs so that's exactly what i've done um and it works really well because then people can have that one-to-one help that they need that will yeah. help them scale their business that 24 7 support but it means that like i don't because i can't possibly do it all myself like there's no way that i could do that yeah. but, like my goodness me and they have weekly calls and everything as well it's just like i would have no time like i wouldn't be able to do any of the free content that i make and i'd be burnt out yeah and so yeah i think that it's been a model that has been amazing for me and uh yeah it's amazing for anyone who is also like i definitely recommend like copying that model and doing it and i think i've yeah it's just incredible so yeah, it's awesome. No, I mean, it's, um, it's definitely like a, an interesting way of, of building a program. So I want to go into kind of like the things that you teach, right? I mean, you teach about like how to build funnels based on your social media activity and your like and, and everything that you do. So can you talk about that for a bit? Just like, you know, how, how can someone take their service based business according to your methodology and make it into like, a, you know, an online business and also build audience? Yeah, for sure. So I'm all about scalability. I know that doing one-on-one coaching, like it doesn't scale, right? So I want to help people essentially create a framework, like for example, the framework that I was just talking about. So they can essentially make a productized service-based business. So it's like, it is a service. Yeah. But they can, it's also like a product because it's something that can be like rinse and repeat. So it's leverageable, scalable and all that. So yeah, they basically like for anyone listening, if you're just starting out when it comes to online business, like you've been through something, let's just say you just went through a divorce. Let's take an example. Mm -hmm. Like, and now you've been through that divorce and you've now found like a new girlfriend. Okay. So maybe you could help men who are going through a divorce right now 
or who have just been through a divorce, find a new girlfriend. Like maybe that's what you could teach. So then you could essentially create like, I don't know, let's say a three month long or an eight week long process that helps them do that. Mm-hmm. And so each week you're teaching them new things. You can do check-ins with them. Like it's just, yeah, I mean, it, it's such a case by case. Mm-hmm. Like they're very so much case by case. But that's essentially like what I help people do. It's like they've been through something. Okay, what can they help the person who's going through that right now do in order to overcome that problem that they were? Um, and so people so often think like, oh, I'm not an expert. But here's the thing, like you've been through something that has been a hard time in your life. Like someone else is going through that right now. So why don't you help that person overcome that problem? And uh, yeah, so when it comes to like creating a product, again, like I said, it really, really depends person to person. I love the marketing. I love like the creation of the offer, like the validating the idea, the making sure that it's going to sell, the like testing it, like the the tweaking it. And then like, yeah, the selling. Selling's my favorite. So yeah. It's your favorite? It's like, yeah. uh, like you're talking about like, uh, what part of the selling, like the bringing people onto the call or the calls themselves, the process of the calls or? No, no, not just calls. Like I don't think necessarily even, well, like I teach people sales calls for sure, but like all selling, like anything to do with sales, I love. And yeah, like I've mastered sales calls, but I think it's just like my whole life, I've always been really good at blagging things. So sales and just all of that just comes pretty naturally to me. Like, negotiating and yeah it's it's fun awesome so just to like let, let's finish it off with like some tips maybe for people who are who now want to sell and build their audience like um so let's say for selling like i know for instance uh let's go back so someone who just got divorced and they're not, they're now like they built like they mapped out their three week or eight week process for how to you know find a new girlfriend, whatever. So like, what's the next step and how can they maybe make it into something sellable? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So you want me to talk about how to create the product? Yeah. Maybe like how to create the offer, I guess. Okay. So how to create an offer. So the first and most important thing is like, you need to make sure that you validate the offer. So before actually creating an offer, like I think it's really important that you know that it's what something, something that people will want. Now, just because you wanted it when you were in that position, like doesn't necessarily mean that everyone else wants it. So in order to do that, like if you already have a bit of an audience, it's like putting it in front of that audience. Maybe if you've just been divorced, like (laughs) it's probably going to be kind of hard to like validate that idea because you might not necessarily want to like go ahead and post that all over social media like yeah i just got divorced and i have a new girlfriend so here's how you can do it too um (laughs) so so i think it's just like a case of just doing your market research like anyone would when they'd start a business like go to google and type in how to get a girlfriend after divorce course or like coach or something like that and then you can see like what other people are offering you can see what features they include in their program but i think honestly the most important thing that i've learned through multiple different mentors and masterminds that i've been a part of is like you need to focus on the problem so what is the problem okay well the problem that that man is going through is that he's just lost half of his money now he's bored and lonely and depressed and he's worried that he's going to live the rest of his life by himself So that's like a big problem. Um, So you just need to make sure that your product is like helping them overcome that problem. And another thing is like, you aren't selling the thing, you're selling the transformation. So what is the transformation that this person is going to achieve? Like you need to be so certain that your product is going to help them achieve that transformation that you can literally like guarantee it to them. So if you're telling them like, 
this program will help you find a girlfriend by the end. Like, you know, you need to make sure that it's going to help them achieve that. Right. So you need to be able to stay true to your promises because if you don't, you're just going to have a bunch of people who are unhappy. They're going to want a refund. And here's one other tip. Like if anyone ever asks for a refund, just give it to them because it's more hassle than it's worth like dealing with it. Right. Um, obviously, you know, unless they're being totally unreasonable, let's say they have had amazing results and then they want a refund. Like that's not fair, but anyway, on a tangent. So yeah, like I think like, when it comes to creating your offer, just making sure that it's actually going to be something that sells before you make it. Like I've seen so many people who have created an online course or they've like made this massive program. They've made all the videos, they've made all the PDFs, they've made the website perfect. They've spent a year or six months doing that and then they launch it and it doesn't sell. Like I would way rather sell it and then create it. Like it's a way better system. And then you just sell it to the people like, let's say you, so you get, you, you think of a concept like, and you're like, Hey, this is the transformation you're going to achieve. It's going to be eight weeks long. And here are the benefits. Like you're going to blah, 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 whatever. And then you sell that, you sell those benefits, you sell the transformation. And then once that's done, you say to people, yep, you can be a part of my very first founders edition, like first time round, and I'm going to give it to you at 50% off. Okay. So you give it to them at 50% off. You make it clear like that you haven't built any of the content yet, like that they're going to be doing it first time round. And then obviously you've now earned some money. So now you've validated the idea as well. Cause if people are willing to spend money on something, it means that they obviously want it. Right. Yeah. And they've sold it you've sold it 50% off. Um, and so now that's done, it means that you will be able to sell it in the future because now you're going to have people coming in, which means you can get testimonials and you can gather feedback from them. And that will help you create an amazing offer moving forward. Right. So basically like building the offer and then like focusing on the problem. And then after that, finding people to sell it to for 50% off in a way, or just like making them a great offer saying this is the first time. And then after that, you'll have both the experience and testimonials and the program built. So exactly. yeah, I think like, you know, in a way it, it definitely is like, it sounds easier than of obviously it is to carry out. That's why, you know, you have your program. <laughs> so, and then like, it's also about like building the audience to later launch to, right? Like in your course, do you teach them mostly like how to uh, do like the social media? to kind of like grow their audience. And, and you, I know you teach like, you know, sales funnel through Instagram DMs and stuff like that. Like, so what do you mostly teach in your program? Yeah. So I think so often, like I said, people will focus like on Instagram, but like, that's not a good way to build a business. Like for sure it can work short term, but it's not like long term. I'm all about helping people build an audience that will follow them and do what they say. Let's say they say, click the link in my bio to download my free email and open every email that I send you. Like I'm all about helping people achieve that. Like here's the thing. You can build an Instagram following for sure. Like you said, you can buy bots, like whatever, but people do that. Like I'm totally against that, but, people do it yeah so i think that it's all about building like a personal brand where let's say you go and approach an event that's like the key event within your niche and they're like yeah let me let's speak and it's all about like connecting with other influencers getting on other people's podcasts getting featured by the media like i'm all about helping them build like an actual brand rather than just a following um so that's really important to me and then yeah like making sure that they can sell things to that audience that they're building. So it's doing the two things simultaneously. Right. Got it. So you're not like about first build audience, like in a brand and then only then pitch products. You're like, Hey, build the product while you're building the audience. 
right? Exactly. Or, or even the brand. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, because a lot of people say, hey, first build the audience, then you can build products to that audience. But you're saying, no, like take your service-based business, already build the product. Start working with it because now you can you have to do it for way less money and have way less people inside. But at least you get testimonials already, and it's very important and the product itself. So yeah, and like I'm all about helping them build a high ticket program so that they can sell to a small amount of people to earn a lot of money still. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, it's awesome. So where can people find you, Lauren, and, and the program that you're talking about? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at Lauren Tickner. I also have a podcast like we spoke about called Impact School. I-M-P-A-C-T and then the word school. So if you're listening on the podcast app right now, go ahead, subscribe to that. Listen to a few episodes. And I also have YouTube as well. Uh, Just my name again, Lauren Tickner. I'm basically everywhere, like let's be real. Um, If you want, like if you want to, I don't know, we can speak about this after, but I have a free workshop that they can go tune into. I can send you the link and it's like about the uh, three fundamental steps when it comes to building a personal brand based online service based business. (laughs) It's a bit of a mouthful. Um, So I can send you the link to that. And um, yeah, that's me. That's what I'm all about. And so come join the party. (laughs) Cool. Awesome. Thank you very much, Lauren. It's been awesome and you've given us so much value. I really appreciate it. And it seems like everything you're doing is, is uh, so personal. So uh, congrats. Personal brand. <laughs> yeah, personal brand. Like you're doing it. You're not just teaching it. You're walking the walk. So congrats. And uh, we'll catch you in the next time. Yeah. No, thank you for having right. me. This was amazing. And I hope it was valuable. All right. Thank you. Whoa. What an episode, right? Like so much value. So thank you so much, Lauren, for giving us a lot of value. And everybody, if you enjoyed this episode, I have one thing to ask of you just one and please do it right now stop in the middle of the road no I'm just kidding but like basically if you can just go and uh, take a screenshot of this uh, show right now just a screenshot in your phone and then go to your Instagram stories if you don't have Instagram and Facebook stories and just upload that picture onto your stories and tag Sagi Schreiber the creativepreneur show and Lauren Tickner just tag us on Instagram on the story and write a comment about, you know, something you've learned or just like enjoy the show or something like that. Just write something. And um, it goes a long way because then it gets exposure. And it's really like it's a way of us knowing that you enjoy the show, that you learn something. So please do it. I'm calling you to action. Just actually doing something, you know, like not being passive and listening to the show like any other show, which most of us just do that. So Take a snapshot right now. Take a snapshot, a screenshot of this um, right now of your screen and then share it on social media. I am Sagi Schreiber. It's S-A-G-I and you'll find the rest, Sagi Schreiber. And then the Creativepreneur Show and then Lauren Tickner. Just tag us and send away on the stories and I will see it and I will also share it on mine. So I hope you have an amazing day, night, wherever you are in the world, people. Love you and see you in the next episode. Peace. You don't need to have a massive following in order to make a massive impact and a massive income. I really think it's about like thinking outside of the box and just making sure that you're focusing on connection, like deep level of connection with your audience.